Welcome to 15 Minutes to Wellness by the American Council on Exercise. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, the ACE Senior Fitness Consultant for Behavioral Sciences and your host for this series. My goal today and for every podcast in the series is to discuss some small steps you can take to help you better your life and find happiness through health. In each broadcast in the series, I'll interview a new health and fitness expert. I also want to welcome the hundreds of thousands of folks searching for positive ways to make health, nutrition, and fitness a part of their daily, hectic, busy, tight, and budgeted lives. My very special guest today is Dr. James Prochaska. Dr. Prochaska is the Director of Cancer Prevention Research and Professor of Clinical and Health Psychology at the University of Rhode Island. Dr. Prochaska is the author of more than 350 publications, including three books, Changing for Good, Systems of Psychotherapy, and The Trans-Theoretical Approach. He's internationally recognized for his work as a developer of the stage model of behavior change, what we go through to arrive at health, fitness, well-being, and happiness. I could read more and more and more about this luminary in psychology, but let me tell you one of the most important things that I found out about this fellow is that he and I share something in common. Uh, We both believe that we have blessed lives. He says, I don't know how and I don't know why, but I do know it includes the blessing of falling in love in high school, and that's what we share. We both fell in love with our wives, best friend, colleague from almost 50 years. Dr. Prochaska, what a joy to have you with us today. Oh, my pleasure, and thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, it's a wonderful story. I, I read it this morning, and I just smiled and shared it with my wife. Well, first of all, you began looking at uh, the stages of change um, early in your life in terms of your own history with your father and whatnot. And then in the late 70s at the University of Rhode Island with colleagues, you began looking at and developing what's called the trans-theoretical model. Tell us why we have such a complicated-sounding word, the trans-theoretical model. Yes. uh, Basically, we we looked at the leading theories of counseling, therapy, behavior change, and we identified a set of 10 processes of change. And when we were taught the stages of change by a thousand ordinary people that let us follow them for a couple of years, it became clear that we could integrate these processes from different theories across the stages of change. So it sounds like because it applies to so many theories in psychotherapy and counseling and coaching, it cuts across. It's trans theory. And so let's talk about the stages of change. How does, and you said it so beautifully that you learned from ordinary people. So let's turn it around now and help ordinary people figure out where they are along the continuum of readiness to change. How can people begin to understand where they are? Well, that, that's uh, really important because we know we have to respect where they're at. And most people have an action model of behavior change. And so if they're in pre-contemplation and they're not intending to take action, like with exercise or physical activity, they're going to say, well, there's nothing I can do. I'll have to wait till I have a crisis, like a heart attack. And so it is important that as they have a new model of behavior change, that they could assess 
And if they're in pre-contemplation, one, that will mean that they're not intending to take action and uh, increase their physical activity and exercise significantly. Two, they're likely to underestimate the benefits of regular physical activity. And so we would say, let's list all of the benefits or pros that you could get from regular activity. In pre-contemplation, typically more likely to have five or six. And so that would be one of the telltales. They also, particularly if they've been struggling with weight and having physical activity as part of their uh, weight loss program, may well have become demoralized. And they've just said, it's too hard, I can't do it. And so those are some of the telltale signs that somebody's in the uh, pre-contemplation stage. With that, that's the good thing. That is a good thing, that people can move from pre-contemplation, I'm really not ready, I'm not interested necessarily, What's the next stage up? Uh, It would be contemplation stage. And here they are intending to uh, take action in the near future, and that is typically measured by the next six months. One of the things that we know, and this is true in like 140 studies, 50 different behaviors, that to move from pre-contemplation to contemplation, their awareness, their appreciation of the pros of regular uh, exercise to go up. And we say, okay, they identify five or six. We let them know there's over 60 scientific benefits from regular physical activity. We tell them this is a bargain basement of behaviors. Do you <laughs> like bargains? You know, this is the behavior for you. And then we'll say, but how long will you take driving around the mall trying to get closer to the bargain? So one of the things we say is as they increase those pros, they are already changing. They're already progressing. And that they can feel confident about, even when they've been demoralized. And we also have them set a realistic goal, not to take action right away, because that won't last. This is what happens at New Year's. Typically, by 21 days, you've got half of the people relapsing. And certainly, exercise is one of the most widely stated goals for, for New Year's. So right away, it can counter that demoralization. Hey, I'm confident. I can do that. And let's progress one stage. And if I'm raising those pros, then I get into uh, the uh, contemplation stage. Contemplation stage, while they are intending to take action, it's characterized by still a lot of doubt. Is it worth it? Is it not? Should I keep progressing? Should I put it off? And the rule of thumb is when in doubt, don't act. And we know people will make like the same New Year's resolutions three years in a row before they finally take some significant action. Why? Because they weren't adequately prepared. In contemplation, here you have to take and start to reduce the cons. And we say, what's the number one con for people not doing regular exercise or physical activity? And it's the number one con is time. It's the number one con in Taiwan, in Mexico, and it's the number one con amongst retired Americans. We just don't have the time to do it. That's the argument. Right. And frankly, if I'm only getting five benefits, time's going to be a lot bigger barrier than if I'm getting 55. Right, right. And so when we talk to people and say you only need 30 minutes, and if you have 10 minutes, you can start with doing 10 minutes three times a day. Now, many fitness professionals see people in the next two uh, stages, preparation and action. Tell us about preparation and then action. Yes, preparation is a stage where people are ready to take immediate action. That's typically measured in the next month. 
They've already started to take some small steps, so that's another sign. They may not be at the 30 minutes, for example, but they may be gone from zero to 10 minutes. That's great. That's a good sign. Their number one fear is, when I act, will I fail? Will I continue to keep it up? And one of the things we need to help prepare them for is that action is longer than what most people think. There's this myth that you can get a new healthy behavior in 21 days. That's right. Part of the reason why you get 50% of people relapsing at New Year's because they start these up too soon. So we try to encourage them, think of this uh, behavior change as the behavioral equivalent of life-saving surgery. If you were going through life-saving surgery, would you give yourself six months to get back on your feet? Would you let other people know you're going to need more support and you're not necessarily going to be at your best? So these are part of the, in terms of the, uh, the preparation so that, all right, next six months, this is going to be one of my top commitments, and I, it can be truly life-saving uh, kind of behavior change. And when they move to action, uh, where they've changed their behavior within the last six months, they want to keep working hard to get moving forward. And what kind of help do you think that people need at the action stage? These are folks who are doing it now. They have the trainer. They have the coach. They're working on it. Okay. Here, what we like to do is we like to take and build on some of the preparations, some of the things that they did before. So the longer the list of pros they have, the better, because one of the concerns we have is, is will they keep their motivation up? And if they're doing it for one thing, like my heart, okay, that's good, but it's not going to be nearly as motivating if they're doing it for 55 things. So we do like complex processes below the surface, simple techniques above the surface. You do a to-do list, first write down, walking for my heart, okay? Then next week, walking for my moods, walking for my stress, walking for my sleep, walking for my self-esteem, walking for my immune system. And so each week, you are not just physically exercising, you're exercising your mind, you're exercising your brain, you're exercising your self-esteem. And so that really helps. And so you write it down. That's a commitment. It reminds you. It sets you know to say, okay, today I got to do this because it's for a new part of myself or for others. And then you take and you scratch it off, and that's a nice uh, feeling of of reinforcement. And it helps you to keep going because, wow, look at all the benefits that I am getting, and it's a way of affirming so much of myself, my body, and in even others. And once people have been doing this for six months or so, then it's important to be aware of where you may slip. You know, where can I fall back? That's what you call the maintenance stage. Uh, Tell us about that. Yes, and here uh, people need to be prepared for the most common reason why people tend to lapse and, and relapse. And most professionals guess that it's stress, but it's really distress. Times of depression, anxiety, boredom, loneliness, anger, those are the time we're at our psychological and emotional weakest. And very easy to go back to unhealthy behaviors. Average American in times of distress, they go back to junk food, they go back to drinking too much, they go back to smoking, they go back to the couch. And so we need to have a plan, how am I going to cope with that kind of distress when I'm faced with it. And it's part of the reason why having a support group, having a coach, having a team is so important because one of the best ways to cope with distress 
is to be able to talk about it, to be able to share it, and to get support from others. And that's this is where the ACE certified health coach or the ACE certified personal trainer can be so important. We could spend all day talking about this. I have one other question real quickly, and we're not even scratching the surface. Tell us about the decisional balance and how people can use that to help them propel themselves to get to the maintenance stage. Well, again, part of that is in terms of as you're growing those pros, that is going to help the balance to be in the favor of the positive. You know, if you're in contemplation, you say, well, all right, I'm in doubt, but I'm going to jump into it. It's New Year's. Well, that ambivalence is going to shift to a negative direction because, wait a minute, the time is, you know, is big. What you want to do is you want to clearly have a list where the pros clearly outweigh the cons. We would be recommending at least twice as many benefits as costs or cons, but actually if you do a really good development of those pros, you're likely to have four or five times as many benefits. So again, the cost-reward kind of benefit is so clearly in the positive direction. And as you're taking and doing those lists or even telling yourself, hey, you know, it's for so much of my body and myself, that really gets you through those tough times, times where you feel, well, I could put it off or I'm bored, I'm not motivated. And that balance can keep you moving forward when you're faced with challenges. And throughout this process, there are specific strategies or processes that you have described that help people through this. Can you describe one or two for us? Uh, just I know there are 10, and we don't have time for all of them. What do you think are some of the most important processes of change in your model? Okay. Early in the stages, like in pre-contemplation and contemplation, consciousness raising, increased awareness, increased knowledge, like what, what we've been talking about. If I only know five, I'm going to really undervalue the time that I'm spending. If I know 55, that really has increased my awareness. So that's the big one. Another one is in terms of my self-image. How do I feel about myself as a more passive, inactive kind of person? How will I feel about myself as somebody that is much more active and, and be more proactive about my health and well-being? Another one is what people call willpower. We call it like the commitment. It's mm-hmm. the belief I can change and the commitment to act on that belief. How do you strengthen your willpower? Well, one of the ways is you tell more people. If you keep your commitment to yourself, you weaken your willpower. You share it with others, you increase your willpower. With social networks, a great way. You can now tell hundreds of people in terms of your commitment about that. Then we talked about some other ones. Uh, the writing down on the list. That's first the commitment, I'm going to do it. Then it's a reminder, what we call stimulus control. It cues you, it triggers you, and then scratching it off is a reinforcement. One of the things you want to do is you're going to expect to be reinforced by others more than others reinforce you. They'll soon start to take your new healthy behavior for granted. So you want to be prepared to be reinforcing yourself like a good coach. Your coach will be there. Model your coach. Nice job. Good going. Keep it up. You can do it. Let's take another step forward. So your coach can be a wonderful role model for you to internalize. So when the coach isn't there, you continue to reinforce yourself in that kind of way. So you've adopted that positivity, the positive self-talk, the mindset of the coach who's reinforcing it, and uh, that helps keep you going along the way. I guess the more contact you have with the coach, uh, whether it's uh, through virtual uh, technology or giving yourself those messages or sharing, you know, the good feelings you have and then getting it from others is a way to keep you moving through this. 
Dr. Prochaska, I wish I had more time to chat with you, but I know that our listeners have learned a great deal and have learned about it in a very positive way, that there's hope from the beginning. If you're still at the stage of pre-contemplation thinking to yourself, oh, I'll never do it, it's not, I can't do it, it's not for me, uh, I, I won't have any part of this, Dr. Prochaska is telling us there's a way to help move everybody up into the action and maintenance stages. So I want to thank you, Dr. Prochaska. You're the Director of Cancer Prevention Research and a Professor of Clinical and Health Psychology, University of Rhode Island. Um, I think that Dr. Prochaska is one of the five most influential authors in psychology and has been recognized by the Institute for Scientific Information in the American Psychological Society for doing so. But most of all, you're a regular guy, and that comes across loud and clear, and I really appreciate that as much as uh, all of your wisdom that you shared. I hope we can do this again and may want to pick your brain more for uh, a focused uh, work with some of our fitness trainers and health coaches, and I hope we can count on you for that as well. Well, I, I would welcome that, and I, I just want to wish all those who are listening health and well-being in the new year, and uh, just set the goal. If you need to, one stage at a time, and uh, you get to a place that you want to be. Oh, continued blessings, my friend. Delight to talk to you. Thank you so much. And uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. As always, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and continue your journey to health and fitness by visiting acefit.com, where you can find everything you need to live your most fit and healthy life. You can explore thousands of healthy recipes health and fitness videos and articles, uh, workout plans, health programs, creative ways you can get your family moving, and really expert insight on a wide range of topics. Join me next time on 15 Minutes to Wellness, which you can find at acefit.com slash fitcasts. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, thanking you for being with us on 15 Minutes to Wellness.